This edition of The Standard is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. From the Evening Standard in London, I'm John Weeks and this is The Leader. As the perfect storm of rising food, energy and fuel prices continues to impact people across the UK, a group of teaching unions are calling for an expansion to the free school meals programme. Unions and organisations who said they represent one million school staff have sent a letter to Chancellor Rishi Sunak and Education Secretary Nadeem Zahawi asking for an urgent expansion of the scheme. It's as figures from the Office for National Statistics show the lowest priced items at UK supermarkets went up by around 6 or 7% in the year to April. The biggest rise was dried pasta going up by 50%, followed by crisps, bread and beef mints. The group of unions and organisations, including the National Education Union and the School Food Review Working Group, want free school meals to be offered to all children and families receiving universal credit or equal benefits. In response, the government has said it's providing over £15 billion of targeted support on top of £22 billion already announced for those with the greatest need. Richard Bettsworth from the Association of School and College Leaders, which is also behind the calls for a free school meals expansion, joins me now. So Richard, first of all, can you just explain how the free school meals scheme currently works? So the free school meals scheme works as an entitlement to um, as an offer to children from disadvantaged circumstances. And it is done by looking at benefits, so the benefits that they receive. So for infants, in fact, there is a universal provision, so for very young children. But after that, it's effectively means tested. It's done by whether families are entitled to certain benefits. If they are, that is then, um, it gives a, an offer of free school meals to those children. So what has prompted these calls to expand the programme to more families? There's a good case for expanding the offer anyway. So just in normal times, there's a good case for expanding the offer. That's because the coverage of free school meals applies to about 1.7 million children in England. That's about around about 20% of pupils in English schools. We know, in fact, that the rate of child poverty is a lot higher than that. So we know that about 30% of children in the UK live in poverty. So there's obviously a gap there between the number of children who currently are eligible for free school meals and the number of children who live in poverty. So we would like to see, in general, an increase in that entitlement, in, in, that, in that offer of free school meals. I think particularly at the moment, the case is that a lot of people, a lot of those families will be feeling extra pressures because 
of the cost of living crisis because of soaring inflation. Um, so particularly now, there's a very strong case to expand that provision and offer free school meals to more young people. And what have school and college staff been hearing or seeing from pupils and their parents to warrant these calls? Well, I mean, in any time, schools see very significant levels of poverty. I don't think people will quite appreciate just how severe that is. I mean, it, it is extraordinary that in a relatively wealthy country like our country, you have nearly one third of children living in poverty. That is a startling statistic. And schools are very much on the front line of dealing with this. They deal with this all the time and support their pupils. So, you know, very often they'll be doing all sorts of things to support young people who live in poverty. As I say, at any time, pre-pandemic, during the pandemic. And now that will be particularly so, you know, with, um, with families under a great deal of pressure. I mean, a lot of schools do things like, you know, loan out items of uniform to young people to make sure that they are able to come to, to school with the uniform required. They supply food and they supply all sorts of help and support to pe young people who live in poverty. It is an absolute daily occurrence in schools, unfortunately. And obviously the cost of everyday food items going up along with energy and fuel prices is impacting all families at the moment. Is there an argument to open up free school meals to all children as they do in Scotland and Wales? Well, there is there is a good argument for extending free school meal provisions so that it is an offer for all children, making it effectively universal. The issue would be cost, clearly, but there is a very strong argument for doing so because it would ensure that all young people receive the offer of a nutritious free meal every day. And the, 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 the argument for that would, would be not only in terms of health, which is obviously very important, but also in terms of education, because that means that every child in your class has had a nutritious meal. If children are hungry, then they're not in a fit state to learn. So there's a very strong argument for doing that, certainly. Let's take a break now. In part two, we'll be asking if the government will bow to the pressure on this issue and we'll be exploring how much families are struggling, even those who aren't on universal credit. There's a real danger that they are falling through the cracks and life will be very tough for them, particularly at the moment. Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season, when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Welcome back. Now, this year we have seen the government appear to bow to pressure over the energy price windfall tax. Do you think they might act similarly on these calls as well? I would really hope that they would do that. I think this is actually a fairly a fairly modest call that we're, we're, we're asking for here. So what we're specifically asking for is in this instance is an extension to bring in all children whose families 
qualify for universal credit. At the moment, there's a threshold, which means that if you have above a certain amount of net income, you don't qualify for free school meals. So what we're saying is expand this to all families that are on universal credit. Now, the cost to the Treasury of doing that would, we estimate, be about £670 million per year. £670 million sounds like a lot of money. In terms of national budgets, that really isn't a huge amount of money. And just think of the massive amount of benefit it would give to those young people and to their families. And the government response so far is that they are offering billions of pounds in targeted support for struggling families. Is that enough? Well, we would say not. I mean, you know, this is absolutely at the heart of our society, isn't it? We think that it is of the utmost importance that young people are supported and that young people who are in poverty, that we do, as a wealthy nation, we do something for them. It really doesn't seem to be beyond the bounds of being reasonable um, to say that those children should qualify for a free nutritious meal every day that they're at school. So is it because actually families who don't qualify for universal credit and therefore free school meals are struggling to put food on the table as well? I mean, are they falling through the cracks in terms of eligible benefits? Yeah, absolutely. I think that there is a group of families who currently don't qualify for free school meals, but who live in quite difficult circumstances, who are financially not well off and who really struggle. And those families at the moment really aren't catered for by the free school meals system. So just as you say, there's a real danger that they are falling through the cracks and life will be very tough for them, particularly at the moment, as with all of us, all of our bills are increasing, our energy costs are increasing, our food costs are increasing. And those families are the families who will need support. That support through the free school meals provision is currently not available to them. And there is the argument too that if we can help children with these school meals now, we're very much improving their prospects and ultimately investing in our future. Do you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, as I've said, this is one very important in terms of health and nutrition in ensuring that young people are, are, are healthy and having a nutritious diet. It's also educationally really important because children just are not going to be in a fit state to learn if they are hungry and if they're not having the right nutrition. So there's a very strong educational reason for expanding the offer of free school meals to a wider group of pupils because we need children to be in class, ready to learn without lots of other problems going on in their lives. And that, in the end, will help us to improve the educational attainment and the life chances of those young people. This really is, in terms of the ask from, from government, this is really quite modest, you know, in the national picture, in the scale of national budgets, for this fairly modest investment, it could bring a huge amount of benefit to some of the young people in this country who face the most difficult challenges in their lives. That's The Leader. There's more on this story in the Evening Standard newspaper and, of course, online at standard.co.uk. We're back tomorrow at 4pm. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Lawrence Delalio, host of the Evening Standard Rugby Podcast, brought to you in partnership with QBE Business Insurance. The show is available to listen to now and right up to the end of the season when the winners of the Champions Cup will be crowned at Tottenham Hotspur Stadium and the fight for the Premiership title will be decided at Twickenham. QBE is one of the world's leading insurers and they will help your business build resilience through risk management and insurance solutions. Subscribe and download now wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.